Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter, actor, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Frank Iero. Frank plays guitar in both My Chemical Romance and L.S. Dunes. My Chemical Romance has a couple platinum records and has toured the world extensively. And Ellis Dunes features Frank playing alongside members of Thursday, Circus Survive, and Coheed and Cambria. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at the artist's work ethic podcast at gmail.com and i'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading last thing before we get into the episode i would love anyone listening to subscribe rate and review the artist's work ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts it really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to frank thank you for coming on with me today it is my pleasure all right, man. So through punk rock, we both have a DIY influence background. How has DIY and that ethic informed the way you work today? It, it taught me to never rest on my laurels or wait for things to happen for me. You know what I mean? I think it's it's just always been about going out and and that doing it yourself thing is like, all right, well, no one's gonna no one's gonna hand you anything. And, and I think also too, like growing up in Jersey was a big had a big hand in lighting a fire under my ass of being like, well, there's so many fucking people here and so many bands. So you have to be good. You know, you like you, no one's looking for you basically. Yeah. We have a lot of people. So if you want to be here and do this, you got to prove yourself. You got to, you got to make it happen for yourself and you got to, you got to be good when you get the chance. I think this, this scene also kind of pushes you from a young age. I mean, the first show that I ever went to Ben Jorgensen from armor for sleep, put it on and he was probably, I was 16, so he was probably 14. And that was definitely a big shift in my life of looking at this kid being like, oh, that's the kid that put this together? Yeah, you yeah. You know, like, then then what, what am I waiting for? Oh, totally. I mean, that was the thing, right? You, you like, the first show, I guess I'm trying to think of, like, the first VFW show I ever went to. Uh, it was definitely Humble was, was, like, the headliner. And there was, like, you know, 500 kids packed into, like, a VFW. I think it was, like, Livingston. VFW, right? So that's not a big VFW if you if you remember that. And and thinking like, holy shit, like, like who's the mastermind behind this? Like, I paid a can of fucking beans to get in. <laughs> How is this working? And uh, and then you start to realize like it's like, oh man, like, no, we're just doing this so that we have a place to hang out and 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 celebrate this this type of music because because no one else is is doing it. So we might as well do it for us. Once you start to get that that feeling of like, oh wait. Kids are doing this for kids with bands that are kids. Like they're, they're all, we're all the same here. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not better than you. They're not older than you. They don't have more means. Uh, they just, you know, have more desire and drive to do it. So like get off your ass and, and make something happen. So thinking about a little bit of your history, you were in a few bands prior to my chem along the way. Did you ever have doubts about what you were doing? And if so, how did you, how'd you push through those and just, hit the next one 
Oh man. I, I mean, maybe it's stupidity, but maybe, <laughs> maybe a lot of it was just, I just always, you know, growing up, my, my dad played uh, drums and he was in bands. My grandfather played drums. He was in bands. So that was just like this natural progression. Like I was going to be in a band and that's all I ever wanted to be was, was in a band. But I think more so than them, like they, they use, utilize it as like, Oh, I'm a musician. I play with people, but it's, it's a way for me to make money. For me, it was like, well, I don't have any money. I don't really give a shit if I ever make money. I just want to write songs. And I want I want to be that band that I saw in that VFW hall that 500 kids were there, like, screaming into the mic along with. So for me, it was like, I got to write songs. I got to be in a band, not I have to be a musician. And, yeah, along the way, it was like, you know, no one gives a shit. Like, uh, I'm writing these songs. Maybe they're not, they're not good, you know. I'm not good. The band's not good. Uh, nobody get, nobody cares. Nobody's listening. And it was just like this constant thing of beating yourself up. But then you like write a song. You're like, well, this is kind of good. I like this one. You know what I mean? And and you would ride that high until till the next defeat. Yep. Basically, I very often have these conversations with people at shows uh, that you know that are coming and 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 want to ask like, you know, how did you do it? Like, how? What's the the advice? And it's you have to be prepared to give everything you have to something that very rarely loves you back. You do this because you have to do it, not because you want to, or you think like anything's going to come from it. You know, you have to, yeah. be, nothing will come from it. And you'll probably have to get a job at McDonald's some, someday to like, to, you know, facilitate this, this uh, passion that you have. There was no other way for me. So I had to go for broke. And, um, and, and for me, I mean, I, I was always broke. So like, <laughs> Like, uh, you know, I remember like, uh, you know, my, my mom having to ask the, the neighbors for like, you know, milk and, and eggs and shit. And, and it was, it was hard times, dude. But, uh, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to make a living and have a family and sustain myself making art like that. That's incredible. You know, I know there's probably a hundred thousand people that would slip my throat in a second just to have that. And I, and I get it. I was one of those dudes. Yeah. And so it's never lost on me how lucky and uh, how, how privileged that is. Well, think about luck. What, what's an example in your career of that you have made your own luck and just kind of willed a situation into being? Is there some kind of out-of-the-box thing that maybe you've done in your career that, that helped create the situation for success? Well, there, I have two two things that I, I would like to say about that. For, I guess the first is, yeah, I did weird shit where, like, I finagled my way into getting – is that a word, by the way, finagled? Or is that just something I grew up in, like, a weird Italian New Jersey house? I, I was going to I, I was gonna instinctually say Italian slang, but I, I don't know that for sure. I'm, hopefully we're not insulting somebody out there. Whatever. I feel like the Italians are the only ones you can make fun of for some reason. <laughs> for, I don't know. Uh, so I somehow – Because we're from Jersey. And you're Italian, but uh, I wormed my way into getting a job at Staples, the Staples Copy Center, and from there you could make every promotional item you needed to be in a band. We made magnets, we made fucking screen like iron-on transfers for T-shirts, we made flyers. In fact, I was the supplier for bomb shelter flyers, and that's how I got <laughs> a band fancy prep on bomb shelter shows. You know, worm my way into uh, meeting your friend Jimmy and marrying her. <laughs> that, that, that's how you, you kind of make things happen. I don't know if that's like a Jersey 
like Italian things like, oh, yeah, I got a guy. (laughs) I got the Staples guy. I got the paper guy. (laughs) So, like, you know, I would call – I would hit Ricky up and be like, yo, I got, you know, a thousand flyers for you. Come in and pay for 10 and and put us on a show. And and you just do it that way. The other side of that coin is – and this is something that is intangible and, and doesn't make much sense to me, but I truly believe it is that things happen for a reason, but more so just happen. And you have to be in tune with the the directions of the universe. This sounds like weird witchcraft stuff and, and, and it's really stupid, but for me, I kind of have to pay attention to where the universe wants to take me and then decide from there like whether I want to go that way. I'm always paying attention to signs and I don't leave many, uh, nothing is by chance. I don't, I don't believe. I think you, you really have to pay attention to to the, where the, the road that life is taking you on and, and be open to opportunities and things that you might, that might scare the shit out of you. And, and and that's just kind of how my life has always been. Uh, I very rarely say no to things, especially when they sound fun. Whether or not I have the time or the wherewithal, the, the mental capacity to do it, or even the talent, I fake it till I make it and figure it out. There's been times where I've been in a situation or offered things that I didn't feel prepared for, and I, I thought, I'm going to fucking fall flat on my face, and everyone's going to know that I'm a sham. And somehow, some way, you know, like, I rose to the occasion, and it was the right decision. And I feel like those are the things that you, if you want to succeed and you want this that bad, you have to be prepared to make a fool of yourself and and lose it all. Uh, so for me, that that's been the biggest proponent is just kind of listening for when opportunity knocks and and taking advantage of those opportunities. Well, that's definitely been a big theme on this in talking to people is that it's it's so much of this is rooted in just putting yourself out there. You know, I mean, I felt the same thing with with writing or even this podcast or or. Another another new podcast I'm starting to work on is nothing. Nothing's easy about putting yourself out there and have people on YouTube, you know, say you're an idiot. You know, it's like a weird. It's a very weird thing to like, you know. But but nothing good comes out of just staying in your room. I guess for for lack of a better way to say it. Oh, it's true. But here's the thing too, right? You can create from your room. You can you can be a shut in and and make wonderful things. You have to take risks. Hey everyone, just wanted to cut in here and let you know that along with this episode today, I'm also launching my brand new Substack. I'll be putting out some writing through Substack each week, and that's also how you can stay up to date on this podcast, as well as other projects I'm involved in. Tomorrow, I'll be putting out the first of four articles about experiencing my first punk rock show back when I was 16, and how that led me to booking my first show just seven months later. It'll be a four-article series, And I hope you'll subscribe to read along at mikepelak.substack.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-E-L-A-K.substack.com. And you have to piss some people off. And you have to not be precious. Because once you're precious about shit, you're you're never going to let yourself get hurt. And and I don't know, man. You know... This is something that I I am at fault for as well because I have three kids and it's hard for me to let go and let them you know make these mistakes and 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 fail and and be sad and stuff like that. But life is about getting scars, man. Like that shit 
that's what that's growing and living a life you know people will say like oh i live my life without any regrets like nah no 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 you should have a lot of fucking because <laughs> if you started out the way that you end up fucking live dude you didn't learn shit you, you don't know anything when you first start you need to make mistakes you need to be beat down for those mistakes you need to feel sorry you need to feel remorse and you need to feel regret so that you can change and later on become, you know, a human being in this world. And I think that that's uh, something that 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 people sometimes are a little too proud to want to uh, take part in or admit. And, uh, and I think that that kind of sucks. You know, that's probably why we are in the state that we're in. It's crazy to me how many um, people find that solace in, 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 in staying, hanging back, not putting themselves out there but criticizing others when they take chances. And that to me is so unfortunate because we need more people to take chances. That's how we advance. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. And that's how, how wonderful, amazing, influential art is made. So how do you balance your life? You've got your wife and kids. You've got at least two bands right now. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you're always into something. Every time I hear from you, you're into something new. How, how are you keeping it all balanced to, especially thinking, you have other people counting on you, both personally and professionally. You know, how, how are you balancing, striking that balance and not getting burnt out and all that? It's a very good question. I wish I had a, a good answer for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just, I think uh, I found an amazing partner who uh, gets mad at me less than she's happy with me. <laughs> You know, and, and I guess maybe really just understands I'm a bit of a of a crazy mess and I need to do these things in order to be the person that she needs me to be uh, and the dad and, and husband and all that. Because like I said before, I, I have a hard time saying no and things sound fun. So for me, you know, it, it, it's always it's always like a feast and famine. You know, it's there's I have nothing. And then all of a sudden I have too much yeah. to go. And ultimately, I flake on one or two things, and I feel bad about that. But that's just kind of the the way things that happen, you know. But yeah, right now there's there's two full time bands, and, and another project that I have no idea what it is, but I know I need to do it, so I'm gonna do it. So I found out that there's like a ten day period in next month that I can maybe start recording it nice. and working on that now. What that will turn out to be, I have absolutely no idea but i have faith that the universe is going to tell me that's so weird to say <laughs> been a lot of universe talk today dude it's it's crazy though like it's somehow some way like you know just if you don't freak out about it and like if you meddle too much in things you fuck it up you know so some things just need to you just kind of need to let it be and be like it's gonna work it out i know it is like it never doesn't and, uh, you know, the only hurdle we can't get past is death and, and, uh, the rest is just a puzzle to figure out, like, fuck it. But, um, yeah, man, just, I think you, you don't ever, it's like, it's like having kids. Like, you know, like when are you ready to have a kid? Never until you fucking have one. And then yep. you try not to kill it. You know? <laughs> like just, that's your only job is like, keep this thing from killing itself and, and you don't kill it when you're frustrated and then you're good. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll edit this out, but I think one of the most, <laughs> one of the fucking most true things that you have ever said, and I have stolen this so many times from you, is the, uh, 
You never understand the the woman who packs up her kids in the car and backs into the fucking lake until you have kids. I I have, I have like I have many times been like a, a wise man once said to me. <laughs> but it's like, dude, it's it's the, it's like the truest statement with kids. All right, all right. You don't have to edit out because listen, this is the thing. <laughs> you see those documentaries come up on Netflix and you're like, fucking monster. I could you how you how could you do that? And then you have a kid and you're like, eh, I can see. <laughs> But, but I, I can see what happens. I mean, you never slept. Like, you just, like, need to sleep. I'll push them in the lake. Yeah. And <laughs> and now they just yell back at you. Oh, God, dude. Oh, I have two teenagers now, so. Yeah, God. Me. It's crazy. I feel like most of my job now is they come home in a bad mood, and I have to circumvent and like kind of break it like if i can crack them a smile at some point then i can get to like the chewy core of who they are and, and like still have like a relationship i can't confront it head on they don't they won't tell me what's going on you know what i mean because it's a boy or it's a fucking cheerleading thing or it's a whatever stuff that's not going to matter in in five years or yeah. even five minutes yeah. but it's it's their whole world right now so and their dad's not going to crack that so the dad has to come in and kind of circumvent it and be like, oh, yeah, let me show you this fucking weird, stupid puppy video I saw. Or like, hey, do you remember when we did this as a kid? And like, and kind of circumvent it and crack it. And if I can get them to laugh, then I can get back to who they are. And hopefully they'll relax and have a little bit of fun and maybe smile a little bit. So that's that's the, the chapter I've unlocked. Fucking hard, dude. <laughs> All right. So, so you're sitting down to write a song. Are you doing that early morning or late night? What's what's your vibe today? All right. So right now I have to, after we're done, I have to demo a new thing that we're doing. That I can probably do during the day. I'll try to force out a song in in the morning, but for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like the quintessential like, you know, like musician thing. Like good stuff only happens late at fucking night, you know? So I accept it and uh and what I'll do is I'll work until they come home. Get them a snack. Once I see that they've they're done talking with me, they're shit. They want to go on the, the the TV or the computer. Back downstairs, maybe do a little bit more stuff. Maybe have, if I have to run an errand, and then dinner, make dinner, and then after dinner, we hang out, maybe watch a show. When they go to bed, I come back down and hopefully work on some stuff. Awesome, man. Anything you want to plug before we go? Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I guess uh, LS Dunes has a, uh, a new 7-inch uh, uh, single coming out, uh, or is out, and uh, the, the actual physical 7-inch is, uh, I think, available for pre-order right now. It uh, includes uh, Benadryl subreddit and um, uh, Old Wounds, which is the B-side, and we'll be going on tour with Pierce the Veil and Destroy Boys in November. That's about it, I guess. <laughs> and the rest is to come. <laughs> awesome. Well, Frank, thanks for talking with me today. Always a pleasure, be like Always a pleasure. I'll see you soon, man. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic. And check out theartistsworkethic.com.